Courtney, here we are again. I feel like it's been a while, but in podcast land, it's only been a week since last Monday since we've, <laughs> since we've spoken. Verbs don't give away our secrets uh, here out of the gate. But yes, it is really good to see you. Uh, and Blake, hey, buddy. How's it going? Hi. Hi. I'm, I'm great. <laughs> I'm a little sleepy. But, mm. uh, you know, the Stratton family has been really productive recently, so we're a little tired over here. That's is good. it just regular hol- holiday hustle and bustle or other mm, things going definitely on? Definitely some life? bustle. Definitely some bustle. Uh, but we, there's another, I don't know if you guys could sense sort of the, uh, you know, in the Nashville, greater Nashville area, you probably sensed uh, some more handsomeness in the atmosphere. And that's because my son has arrived. My wife has given birth unto us, a son is born, unto us a child is given, and uh, his name is Elliot, and he's the best. Uh, he's um, mostly hangs with his mom these days, you know, but uh, we're super happy and a little sleepy. So if I slur my speech, ladies and gentlemen, it's only because uh, I'm so excited about productivity today. <laughs> okay, and not, well, and not- let's. Let's put some actual um, hours. How many hours of sleep did you get last night? By the way, congratulations. We did all the congratulations. Right, a second ago, right. Uh, oh, yeah. The, People are like, wow, Courtney, thing. great. You yeah. Welcome back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's awesome. You guys really care. <laughs> Thanks. Um, it's, it's fine. It's not that big a deal. What was your yeah, uh, hours- sleep count last night? Okay. Um, so we definitely got to guess- three hours. Now, okay. did we wow. get to... Do we get to four and a half? I don't know. It's hazy. It was hazy in there. It depends on what you define as sleep. If No, I'm talking about your sleep. How many hours did you get? That's what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. Okay. I thought <laughs> I thought you had switched to Elliot and I was also concerned. Poor poor guy. Uh, oh no. No, he's 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 sleeping, but he's he's a little squirmy right now. Okay. He's a little squirmy right now through the nights, through the night times. He thinks nighttime is party time. You know, yeah. which, you know, I get it. I get it. He's probably, we've been playing a lot of note of verbs, you know, in, in the house. He's probably wanted to <laughs> turn up the jams at night. Hey, shake that's a tail how you feather. train up a child right there. Yeah, trying to teach him early, um, get his groove going. But anyway, yeah, so well, a little sleepy, but very excited, very happy. That's awesome. I'm so excited for y'all. There is super, there is a, I mean, all the parents listening, you guys know this if i had gotten four hours of sleep uh last night and i didn't have a child i absolutely would have canceled this i was like guys i can't do it i can't record the podcast but you there's like a level you you mine this level of dad strength or mom strength and moms have an even deeper reservoir of this i think but you kind of have this amounts. extra gear that you can tap into and so i'm like yeah okay. let's, let's do it i've got my coffee i'm ready to go I actually love this because I think you just played into what we're going to be talking about today. Because yes. I, actually, I think it is all about the thinking that you went into last night and into today with. And although, I mean, I do like the idea that we have, you know, mom superpowers that are stronger than everybody else's. <laughs> but um, more likely, it's really about the thinking that because I found the same thing when I had my daughter of like, you know, if, if I was getting this little sleep normally, I would be like the worst, but I'm doing it, you know, and it's working. Mm-hmm. And I think it's all about 
your thinking. And today, we're going to get into that a little bit. Oftentimes, it starts between the ears. Our thinking is what holds us back. And today, we're going to dig into it. We're going to do a little scuba diving, if you will. Talk about the limiting beliefs, the stuff that you can't see that's really holding you back. And before you set your goals for this upcoming year, you got to address your thinking. So we're going to share three steps for you to stop holding yourself back. This episode is brought to you by Life Focus, a new gamified approach to life planning that's easy, fun, and gives you a GPS for your next 10 years. You can start today at fullfocus.co slash lifefocus. Welcome to another episode of Focus on This, the most productive podcast on the internet so you can banish distractions, get the right stuff done, and finally start loving Mondays. I'm Verbs, here with Courtney Blaker. Blaker? Courtney Blaker. <laughs> Courtney Blaker. <laughs> Courtney Blaker. <laughs> Courtney Blaker Stratton? Is that something? Courtney Blaker Stratton. That's, a, that's our band. I'm Verbs, here with Courtney Baker and Blake Stratton. Happy Monday to you all. Happy, Happy Monday. Monday to you. All right, you guys, we're talking about limiting beliefs. I love this topic, but you know what? I used to not love this topic, but then I overcame my limiting belief about it. <laughs> okay, guys, you got to go easy on me, okay? The dad jokes are going to be a little raw. I'm a little sleep deprived. All right, you just got to, okay, I'm sorry. You know, I heard is, people, I heard 50 happen. people unsubscribe. I People yeah. just unsubscribe just now. I Every heard it. time a new dad has a child, just off the charts with the dad jokes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we got three steps to overcome these limiting beliefs that hold us back. So I'll let one of y'all take the lead here. What's the first step? Step number one is finding your limiting belief. Finding your limiting belief. Blake, you mentioned something at the top of the podcast uh, where you said you had to go and kind of find uh, another gear to really kick into, to push uh, past uh, the sleepiness. And actually log on for this podcast recording this morning. So first of all, high fives and kudos to you for doing that. Um, but I do think it is um, in, in a similar way, we do have to do some work to actually identify um, these limiting beliefs that pop up because uh, chances are it's just so embedded into our normal way of thinking, our normal conversation. And so we don't necessarily catch it when it comes out. So there's three categories. Limiting beliefs can be about the world. Uh, it can be about others. And then it could also be about yourself. And these clue words that you might hear yourself saying, whether it be in conversation or maybe just internally, are words like, I can't do this at this stage of life because of my age, or always something happens when I try to engage in this sort of activity, whether it be building a business, whether it be starting some kind of a new venture, or just simply never. The word never comes out quite a bit. Um, so these are some of the words that that you may find yourself saying, and once you hear them, you want to identify those, capture those to actually get on to the next, um, the next phase of where your thinking needs to go. I think this is one of those times where we have to kind of reset within ourselves and acknowledge, even though it feels like our thinking is truth, that it's not. 
because of how our brains work, that's, you know, we, we think it is all factual, the things happening in our head. I think it also gives you a sense of compassion for yourself because sometimes we have limiting beliefs because we've gone through something that was painful or hard. You know, we did fail at something or something didn't work the way that we wanted to. But what happens is, you know, we take those stories and apply them as truths for the future. And so have Mm. compassion for yourself. Most likely, yeah, it was a hard lesson that you learned. But what we want to do is help you find where those limiting beliefs are and see how we can rewrite those. Yeah. I remember being in a specific sales role and and there's this comes up a lot i think in that arena of life if you're listening and you are in sales maybe you hear yourself saying well it's just this time of year you know or these leads you know leads from this source are never good you know uh or you know we can't we can't hit this number because you know no one has has done that number and that's the evidence it, it's sometimes it's hard to find the limiting belief yourself and, and because you you don't really listen to yourself that critically. But I think if you find yourself being stumped about your goals, that's sometimes an indicator that there's probably a limiting belief because you're naturally creative and visionary, even if you don't think you are. But these limiting beliefs can show up in those you know devious ways. If you feel stumped about the future, it's probably because you've got a limiting belief about what's actually possible. So nothing really excites you. So keep an eye out for those words and have compassion on yourself when you find them. Blake, I think that's an important distinction uh, that you just mentioned is really thinking about what's actually possible, even though there was a past experience that was steeped in some truth. Um, like you just mentioned, hey, we've never hit these numbers before. Well, that may be the case, but there is something that's left that's possible for you act, for you to actually put your thinking on and then develop a goal based on that. It's going to you know, transcend whatever might have happened in the past. Um, you can now move on to what's possible for the future. So good point. So step number two, now that you've found your limiting belief is naming your limiting belief. So once you suspect that, uh, I'm just going to use your example, Blake, of, hey, this sales number, we never hit that sales number. Once you've discovered that, Spend some time writing it. Maybe it's a few sentences around your thinking. Why do you think that? What's going on in your head? What were the relevant reasons or experiences that are contributing to that thought process? This is really just trying to distill down and naming that limiting belief in a sentence, you know, really making it concise of what you're telling yourself. You're not saying like, I've got to name my limiting belief like Horus, you know, or something like that. You're just saying like... <laughs> you know, that might be helpful for some, but really just getting a little sentence uh, together of what your limiting belief is can be really helpful. I think what's really helpful here is because our internal narrator is just going all the time that if we don't spend the time trying to distill this down, you know, we can just kind of go round and round and and miss it easily. And it's just lying there under the foundation of everything. And so just spending a few minutes intentionally thinking it through, I think it makes it feel more like a thing. I know you're joking about Horace, but 
it's easier when it comes up again to be like, dang you, Horace. Uh, Get out of here. You're kind of a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like even though we joke about this often when we talk about the topic of, of journaling, uh, but I do feel like, you know, for instance, our, our resident master journaler, Blake, would do excellent at this because there's already thoughts that he's processed to put on paper. So it could be, you know, a situation where you're just kind of going back and reflecting on certain seasons or phases where you had you were in a certain mindset and going back through those pages will help you name that. Whereas Courtney or myself would probably have extra work to do uh, to make sure that that happens. And this, this would be our starting point to write those things down. It would be really interesting to know for people that do journal, like, is it easier for them to identify them or do they know them? Like, are they able to find limiting beliefs and transform them? I'd like to suggest it's less about journaling so much as it is awareness of your emotions. So we can use a negative emotion, a sad, anxious, stressed, stuck type of emotion to be the trigger that clues us in that we're probably activating a limiting belief. It probably feels very true. And so we don't, we aren't even conscious of it, but we can be conscious of those negative emotions. And so if you pay attention to those, simply asking yourself, well, where's this coming from can lead you and I recommend taking out a pen and journaling about it or, or typing about it. But asking, where is this emotion really coming from? That will lead you right into that perspective, that limiting belief that's holding you back. And when you can name it or distill it down, the power of this step is that it separates you from the belief. So whether you think it's true or not, the first step is can you extract it from... <laughs> it's so close to you like a fish doesn't know it's wet type of thing where you can separate it from you enough to to actually look at it objectively and then question it. This this belief is clearly not serving me. So what do I want to do with it? And that leads us right into the third step. And the third step, after we've found our limiting belief, we've we've named our limiting belief, the third step is to rewrite your limiting belief, to rewrite it. And this, one, one phrase that I've heard Michael use that we use at Full Focus is this phrase, liberating truth. And that's kind of what we're doing here is if the limiting belief is holding you back like a, you know, a ball and chain uh, around your leg, a truth, a, a flipping of this perspective or a change in this belief can unlock those chains. You can break free of the chains with a liberating truth. So, Courtney Verbs, where do we even start? when we, Once we've named the belief, how do we start rewriting this so it's actually a liberating thing rather than a uh, constraint on us? I mean, I think it's, it's important during this process, you know, we talked about giving yourself grace. We talked about, you know, allowing yourself to get to the space to where you're, you're, you're recognizing these limiting beliefs. And then as we get into rewriting them and there's a flipping of that statement or whatever replays in your head most of the time when you're you're getting into that space is figuring in, figuring out, maybe starting on what is the opposite. So if you say something like, hey, I'm not a good cook, and then you go to straight to, I am a good cook, there probably has to be something in the middle of that to actually make it something that's more more true versus just kind of like a delusional sort of flip or 
hey, I'm not good at uh, I'm not good at painting. Then you can't just say I'm a great painter, but there has to be something in the middle that connects that to the liberating part of it. So you may try something like, um, you know, I'm on my way to becoming a great cook or becoming a good cook through time and practice. Something that's actually connecting it to make it you know, likely and possible, because, again, we're talking about what is possible to get to the place that you want to go. So saying that to say my suggestion is as you flip it, just think about what does the process look like to get to where I want to land from where I am now. So I'm not just stuck on the limiting belief and kind of caged in by it. So you are still kind of saying the opposite because I think that is helpful. And then finding that middle ground to make it fit. And I, I mean, I think there are some times where even the opposite is actually true. I don't yeah, know if you've ever absolutely. had those friends that they're like, no, I'm really not, this feels so serious, but like, I'm, I'm just not a good friend. You know, and you're like, no, you're actually an amazing friend. You've had experiences with certain things that have made you think actually the direct opposite. Um, and so you just have to distill that down and start telling yourself what is empowering. I think to Blake's point earlier, so many times these limiting beliefs, they, they don't have a good brand. They don't empower us. They don't make us feel good. And they certainly don't produce the actions that are going to get us the results that we want. So I think, I mean, in short, we could say, you know, turn it around to actually make it, make it fit. Yeah, it's great. And the fit part of the, you know, I mentioned you can listen to what your feelings are telling you to discover your limiting beliefs. I recommend if you're willing to, to go ahead and sit with that negative feeling, because when you're rewriting it, you can actually check in with yourself and go, okay, you know, let's say if you go from, you know, I'm a, I'm a terrible friend, I must be an awful friend, or no one likes me, you know, no one wants to be my friend, that's a limiting belief, to go, everyone wants to be my friend, okay, how does that feel? Well, it doesn't feel as bad, but it doesn't quite feel great because maybe it doesn't feel completely true. Hmm. And maybe you go to say, like, I can become friends with as many people as I want. Okay, maybe that feels a little bit better. Or all the relationships I want are out there for me to discover, and I'm in process of finding all my friends. Okay, maybe that feels even better. Whatever, you know, and it'll land differently for you, but yeah. pay attention to that because... This is a liberating truth. And so how do you know if something's liberating? You got to you got to listen to your old heart. Listen to your heart. <laughs> all right, Nick, I know we, we wait. We can't we cut that. We got to pay the royalty on that. No, we should leave all of that in cuz they won't recognize. No, it I'm certainly was, <laughs> it was like it was way too pitchy for anything to But to wait, Blake, it. you just said something that was like a light bulb like so in a limiting belief, right? It has been limiting, limiting to you in the past. In a liberating truth, you are in the process of being free from that because it's not a liberated truth quite yet because you're, you're, you're growing into it. So it's liberating you at each step you take. Like you said, however you feel like it lands for you, each of those are going to be is a liberating process till you get to where you want to land um, and where mm -hmm. you want to be and where your mindset is kind of anchored more into that truth at that point. So it's a process. Mm -hmm. And the cool, I mean, if you really want some to supercharge this, your new belief, usually the limiting beliefs coming from our perception of ourselves in the past. So what I've told my clients to do is if they've got a belief that they're trying to practice is to look backwards for evidence that that's actually true. Because their brain's already attached itself to evidence that the negative is true. Mm. But usually, like, let's say, okay, I'm, I'm a really good friend and people want to be my friend. Okay, well, 
I can go back and find examples of people wanting to be my friend. You know, there's just that one painful example that feels more vivid to me right now. So right. go back and journal, oh, well, this person wanted to be my friend. I made friends with this person, this person. Before you know it, you play lawyer a little bit here and you can build a case that that limiting belief really is true. And you don't have to just try to convince yourself, you know, saying it into the mirror. You can actually convince yourself by looking backwards and building the case for it. So that's, I think, where you can really activate some of this, this freedom from a liberating truth. Well, you probably know the benefits of a compound effect of small actions through daily habits. But the biggest question is, where are those habits leading you? Well, without a clear destination, it's really challenging to stay on course and keep up your motivation. So how do you decide which habits to prioritize in any given day, month, or even year? Well, the answer is a life plan. We here at Full Focus have created Life Focus, which is a brand new gamified approach to life planning. Each Life Focus kit comes with 11 card decks to help you define your personal mission, identify your personal values, describe your desired future, and determine your next steps, including the key milestones and essential habits to help you achieve your plan. By the end of this fun and easy process, you won't just have a vision for your life, you'll have the next steps and habits to pursue a life of greater direction, growth, and purpose. And right now, just for being a listener of Focus on This, we are giving you 15% off our Life Focus Kit and our course. So just go to fullfocus.co slash lifefocus and use the code FOT15 to get started. Hey guys, I am here with Garrison and Garrison sent our team a question recently. And as soon as I saw it come in, I was like, hey, why don't we have him join us on the Focus on This podcast and actually talk about this question? Because I think it's one that many of you may experience from time to time. So before I get to the question, Garrison, thanks for joining us today. For sure. Thank you guys for uh, for taking the question and for having me join. Yeah. Okay. So what was your question? Let's jump into it. Yeah. If, if it's okay, I'm just going to go ahead and read this instead of trying to uh, paraphrase it from memory. So I started using the Full Focus Planner about a year and a half ago, and it's been immensely helpful to me in setting goals and priorities. I also love the podcast. Appreciate everything you guys are doing. I work in the live event slash entertainment industry, and it can get pretty chaotic at times, especially with all the uncertainty during and since the pandemic over the last couple of years. So I've been setting priorities and focusing a lot on at least setting a daily big three. But a lot of the time, or even most of the time, arguably, there's one or more urgent things that pop up throughout my day that forced me to kind of redirect my focus and end up more or less throwing my day off track versus, you know, following the plan that I had. So more often than not, yeah. I end the day having not completed all of my daily big three, even though I know I resolved a lot of other important things that came up 
uh, and those could be avoided. So question is, do you have any advice or thoughts on an approach to the planner or the daily big three that will help me be flexible for the last minute urgent things that inevitably pop up throughout the day, but also keep some structure and be able to plan for some productivity that I need to get done? Yeah, this is such a great question. I feel like a lot of people probably have this in some form, one way or the other. I do have one question before I jump in. When these unexpected items come in, are they coming from a specific person or are they coming from a certain area that you work with or are they coming from yourself? You know, you realize like, oh my gosh, I forgot that thing, you know, that really important thing. Where are they coming from? Yeah, good question. The majority of the time, they're coming from one of many colleagues. Um, mm. In my role, I I kind of assist with a lot of different departments and a lot of different kind of functions of our company. Um, so it could be fifty people, you know, in the pool who could message me or stop by my desk and bring up something that just has to be addressed today. Uh, might only take a few minutes or it might take a longer chunk of my time, but it's like, Hey, this is a thing and we need to take care of it today. Sometimes it comes from a direct supervisor, but not super often. Uh, but yeah, usually colleagues. Colleagues. Okay. That's interesting. Um, is it something I always wonder, like, is, are you in an environment where they can just like stop by where you're working and say, Hey, um, we need to get this done today. Can you handle that? Usually. Yeah. I'm working yeah. in the office okay. more often than not. One idea here to just streamline this is sometimes people come up with urgent things for us because just by being visible to them, it's like, actually, if we were virtual, you may not get the task either so urgently, or it may come in a form that's actually more helpful for you to process. You know, you wouldn't have to stop doing whatever you're doing right now to say, okay, yeah, all right, I hear you. Let me go take that. So one idea might be for you to say, I hear you on that, um, you know, is this something, it sounds like you're already clarifying, does it have to be today? Could I turn this in tomorrow? Mm -hmm. Yeah, basically trying to frame up priority. Another idea, which if it's a coworker may not be as helpful, um, but definitely with supervisors, and, and I say this too for people listening, is to say, hey, these are the things that I've got, I, I've prioritized for today. Can you help me prioritize? Does this take priority above those things? Um, again, that may not be as helpful with a colleague because they're like, well, I just want you to get my thing done. You know, it may be sure. the most important thing that they need. It may not be the most important thing um, you need. So right. there's, as those are coming in, it may be helpful for you to, um, you know, for example, our team, um, we have a marketing request form. And so people can't just throw in Slack or, hey, can you go fix this bug on the website? Can you get, you know, it needs to go through our process so that it gets accounted for and it gets systematized in a way that even if it's urgent, it has to get done today. Something's wrong on the website. Um, it comes in in a way that's more actionable. You know, we're not having to just take 
uh, a verbal command, you know, in passing in the hallway, try to remember it and get it done for the day. So those are some ideas on just those inputs coming in. Um, the next thing that I would say is how is your weekly preview going? Ooh, good question. There were probably a handful of times in the year and a half I've been using the planner that I feel like I have nailed it. Like I've spent some yeah. time on the weekly preview and gotten the most out of it that I can. Um, not very many times. So definitely an area like I could focus on a little more and try to prioritize for myself. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing. Um, honestly, because I think this is an area that's really going to help you with this. And, you know, we talk all the time about the weekly preview being the secret sauce to the system. And I don't mean to put you on the spot, but I do okay. think this is the area that you're really going to find traction. So what I want you to do when you get to your weekly preview, you have um, what's called an after action review. And I want you to be really mindful of this specific issue. And what you're going to be looking for is what worked, what didn't work, and you're going to be looking for trends. Hey, every day I had an hour of work that came in that I was not anticipating. So as you're doing that after action review, you're going to start to see trends. So it may be that each day you can't do a daily big three professionally. Maybe, you know, one of your daily big three is going to be something personal related. And when it comes sure. to work prioritization, a daily big two is going to be appropriate for you because you're like, hey, every day, you know, I've tried all these things and really it's going to be two things that I actually have the capacity to get done because I've got to account for these fires that arise. Yeah. Now, obviously we want to do some things to try to help you know, those urgent things kind of come down. We want to suppress that as much as possible. But again, there are certain roles and fields where that is kind of the nature of the role. And so rather than saying, hey, how do we work against that? We say, okay, we see that. We get that. Now, how do we account for it in a way that still makes me successful? And so, again, I hate to be the weekly preview uh, cheerleader here, but I am. And so mm -hmm. that's what I would say is really committing to that weekly preview and okay. seeing really tallying up what you have each day that's coming in and start to notice those trends. You may even block it on your calendar each day. Hey, here's my hour that I'm just going to take care of these I, I want to call them low leverage. It doesn't sound like they necessarily sure. are, but they're just pop-up urgent things that do yep. need to get done because of the role that I sit in. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Well, I, I think this is a, hopefully this helps a lot of people that may run into this, um, especially if it's consistently, obviously we all have times where what we planned you know, it doesn't happen the way we planned it, uh, even though I do wish it did. But I would love for you to try that out, Garrison, and maybe even yeah. uh, let us know in the Full Focus community how it's going after kind of consistently doing that weekly preview for a month and okay. kind of the changes that you are able to make when you take the time to reflect on that previous week. Yeah, for sure. That's a great idea. And I will uh, try and focus on that a little bit more. And, um, <laughs> 
Yeah, maybe my answer should be focus on weekly preview, you know, focus yeah, on there you go. Uh, my new my new series will be just filling in the blank for people. So for there you, you Garrison, focus on the weekly preview. Well, Garrison, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for uh, sending in your question uh, and thanks for joining me on the show. For sure. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate the time and the feedback. So today's tip to level up your focus is watch your language and your thinking and keep something handy close to you to write or record uh, down any sentences that you hear either yourself saying or come up in your own head. Then include I can't or always or never. And these are good candidates that you can use for a liberating truth transformational statement. Thanks for joining us on Focus on This. This is the most productive podcast on the internet, so share it with your friends. And don't forget to join us in the Full Focus Planner community on Facebook. We'll be back next week with another great episode. Until then, stay stay focused. This episode is brought to you by Life Focus, a new gamified approach to life planning that's easy, fun, and gives you a GPS for your next 10 years. You can start today at fullfocus.co slash lifefocus.